welcome to, to Human Seeking Human Seeking Four Thirty Four. Four. Hello, and welcome to episode thirty-four. Um, we what's our? We came up like a few episodes ago. We came up with a a quick. Yeah, you have a head, and you are crazy, and you have truth. Okay, that's exactly what I was about to say. It's so weird. Um, actually, fun fact about that. So you read something. Your quote was "wretched head, true ideas, and absurdities," um, or something like that. It had those in it. And then I searched for that to see if it was a reference to something, because that was from uh, the newspaper. And then I found something by Dennis Diderot titled Rameau's Nephew from 17, I don't know, 69 or something. I think 1769 is when this person was born. So 18th century or 19th century, early 19th century. Um, Anyway, and then I found this quote in the middle of it like it's really long i have no idea what it's about i don't know what's going on but i found this quote and it says this oh you idiot you total idiot how is it that in your wretched head there are such reasonable ideas all mixed up higgledy piggledy with so many absurdities higgledy piggledy i love that i thought you would see that was my favorite part too i i it's an excuse to say the phrase higgledy piggledy it's funny that it starts with "Oh, you idiot!" because that uh, I remember that, and it's "Oh, madman." <gasps> that's right. That's what and it was. Oh, like, madman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, madman. That's like kind of cute, but "Oh, you idiot!" is <laughs> better. I like that better. <laughs> it's a, it's a little more aggressive, but uh, gets the same point across. Yeah, buddy. But this one's better because it uses the phrase "higgledy piggledy." Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah how welcome. could you not use higgledy piggledy in your? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> welcome everyone. Welcome to our show with wretched, with true ideas, all higgledy piggledy with absurdities or something. All higgledy piggledy. I have a dream date for you. Would you like to hear it? Yes. Okay, so this is where I find a date for Liz. Um, someone I think, and I this one is. There's one specific part that I don't know why it just it feels like you'd appreciate. I'm, this is getting okay. a getting to know you ad. This is from the Press and Sun Bulletin, Binghamton, New York, September 16th, 1997. Loves Tweety Bird. Full-figured, single white female, 18, 5 foot 11, outgoing, friendly, smoker, non-drinker, lives in Homer. Interests include sports, walking, time with family, seeking single male, 18 to 31, who's ready to settle down. That's cute. Wasn't it cute? I love the Tweety Bird part, obviously. That was like the main reason I chose it. Loves Tweety Bird! If if that's part of your personality, I'm already going to like you, I think. Something about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. I think my mom's like favorite cartoon character is Tweety Bird, though. Like, that's a thing. Really? That's interesting. We have a little Tweety Bird in a cage hanging in our, like, entryway in, in, uh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> I think I, I wanted it like Dave and Buster's or something. Um, so maybe I just forced her to like Tweety Bird, but I'm pretty sure she likes Tweety Bird a lot. Okay. Uh oh, my dog might bark at this motorcycle. Good boy. He did not bark. Good boy. I almost barked at it. So. Okay, I got one for you. Brains and Beauty. 
single black female seeks extremely wealthy man to spoil, pamper, and adore me. I thought that you might be interested in spoiling, pampering, and adoring a single not, female. Not gonna lie, my one of my like my love languages, um, like one of them is to give gifts. I very much love to give gifts. Like I go. I'm not necessarily a good gift gift giver, but I love to like pay for things and not in like a not even like Sandy's meals a and sugar daddy. <laughs> sugar Zandy. Sugar Z- sugar I'm zaddy. Sugar Zandy. No. Sugar Zaddy. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't have gone along with this. Um <laughs> i regret everything no i don't know i just that was one of my that's my like one of my favorite things is to be able to like buy things for people and pay for things not even necessarily like romantic people like in a romantic way just in general i like to buy things for people wow but i'm not wealthy so <laughs> just if you ever want to cheer yourself out i don't worry about it you okay I mean? yeah some days when i'm feeling cash. really down the only thing i want to do is just send you money but. I know that you felt uncomfortable about it, but I give you permission. That's so sweet. Oh, well, I have a dream date for you, my friend. Oh, no, Another I just one? read it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I do have another one. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll take it. I'll take two. Two people to yeah. pamper and spoil. Yeah, you will. You will. I can't afford it, but... <sighs> Newly single white female, trim, fit, 45 to 50, no smoking, no drinking, desires to meet two single white men. Similar description for fun, no games. Oh, so I need to bring a friend along. Yeah, I was hoping this might be, you know, a good way for you to make friends. It is a, let's just say it's a, it is a way to make friends. I don't know about how good it is. Or if it's the the path I want to go down. But, I mean, I like meeting people, I suppose. Is it well, just for me to, like, spoil both of them? I don't what's what. They what didn't is... say. They just said for fun, no games. And I okay. don't know how you can have fun without games. Because for I know... me, I need at least a little Jenga. I absolutely love board games. So this is that's really hitting the wrong notes here. Like, it sucks. That's all I want to do is play games. I always search board games when I go to the personal ads. I never find any. Like, how is that not something that people put in? Or, like, cards. What? I Weird. love... Me and my girlfriend play cards, and it's, like, our thing. What, card? Really what kind of games do you play? It. We usually play Egyptian Rat Screw. We played oh, it on live on the Instagram one time, and I was, like... <laughs> it, I, like, watched it back, and it was, like, really crass and just, like... <laughs> Me being like, you cheated! And her being like, you know I didn't cheat. And me being like, but you're winning! Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's fun. Follow us on Instagram at humanseekingpod for content like that. I I didn't get to see that. I'm, I'm, I, I wish Sandy I had. Sandy misses all of our lives. We made tiny ramen and I ate spicy ramen and he missed it. Well, I get a random FaceTime from Liz, like, hey, I ha-, and then she, she showed me this, like, tiny ramen thing. Like, can we make this on live? And I was like, yeah, uh, sure. And I was like, I'll try to stop in. And I could, I actually couldn't. Um, Liar. I couldn't. Just I was, I think because I was li- your sister had a baby shower. You think that's so much more important <laughs> than me and my tiny ramen? <laughs> yeah. Tiny. 
tiny baby or tiny ramen which is more important depends on how hungry i am yeah exactly so well the ramen wasn't vegan i'm sure you would have oh, then never mind. chosen the ramen tiny baby over. all the all the way <laughs> tiny baby okay it's like hit me like with a, a textual encounter please. you like a textual encounter this what is, is a textual encounter a textual encounter is an I saw you ad or a misconnection that people post in the uh, newspaper where they're like, oh, I creeped on you. Call me. Um, this one, I don't think I've read this. It's from a paper that I've I've explored these, their textual encounter. Sorry, their I saw you ads before. Um, but I'm not sure if I ever included this one because of how creepy it was, like back when I was doing this solo. Mm. So let's see. Maybe people recognize it. Or not. Either way, I think it's worth mentioning again. Here we go. Lovely blonde who walked down Orange Street every evening at 5 p.m. or 6.05 p.m. I haven't seen you for a while. Hope you're okay. I miss seeing you. Come by and say hi or call. That's not that creepy. How is that not creepy? I don't know. I feel like when someone does something every day for a long time, you notice... Yeah, but I don't think you should post in the newspaper like, hey, I noticed that you didn't walk down this path at exactly 6.05 recently. Well, I stopped taking the bus to my usual work, to, like my uh -huh. work at my usual time back in Boston. And I really missed this lady who would always get onto the bus with her two babies. I never talked to her. Yeah, I was just like, well, I miss her. I wonder what she's up to. I still think about her. I haven't, yeah. I haven't been on the same bus as her in over probably two years. But I get that. I have an emotional attachment. I sometimes think about the barista at um, the coffee shop very close to where you live. <laughs> because every Thursday on my way to therapy, I would... Was it Wednesday? Wednesday on my way to therapy, I would stop by this coffee shop, get the same drink, and like... It would be where every time he would like ha make it or not have it ready, but he'd be like, oh, like, hi, like black cold brew or whatever. And I'm like, yep. And then I'd get it and go every single what? time. Okay. Two things. One black cold brew is your coffee order. Yeah. I'm drinking one right now. I have a little bit more respect for you. Mo oh, more. Okay. You sounded disgusted. So I thought it would be less. I was sort of skeptical. I'm like a black coffee drinker myself, uh -huh. and I feel like I don't know anybody our age who drinks black coffee anymore. Black cold brew, black iced coffee. I love it cold, though. I, I'll drink black hot coffee, too, but I would much rather have it cold. Not oh, not see, like... I, like, I like my iced coffee a little creamy, and my, my hot coffee has to be black. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. My hot coffee, I just try not to drink it, but I love iced lattes. Give me an iced oat milk latte or an iced coconut milk latte. Mm. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. or just yeah, but I can definitely black espresso. Do. I, I'll drink that too. Yeah, I used to <sighs> in college. I would put a shot glass under my I had an espresso machine, and I would do like literally espresso shots all day. Nice. That's yeah. I would do that too. I I had an espresso machine in L.A. and I don't have one anymore. Well, I guess I have it. It's just in a box. Um, and I have the cutest espresso cups. Like my, they're little, and I. <laughs> This is going to sound so obnoxious. I found them in Austria and really wanted them. And I bought them because I really wanted them. And then I was leaving. It was in Vienna. And I was leaving and I unpacked them so I could like pack them better. So that like I put them in my suitcase. 
and I accidentally bought like the full size coffee cups version of them instead of the espresso ones. And I was like devastated. Devastated is a little strong word. But I told my dad who was staying in Austria longer. He's like, oh, I'll go to Vienna and exchange it for you. So he like (laughs) went and exchanged them for me and then mailed me my espresso cups. It was very nice. Wow. Your dad is so nice. He listens to our podcast. He gets you. He exchanges your espresso cups. Yep. That was the most obnoxious story I've told ever, I think. That wasn't obnoxious. I find most of what you do to be pretty obnoxious. This isn't necessarily the top of the list. Okay. I would love to see that list one day. I have it going. It's like really <laughs> long. It's basically every time you you say anything, I have to write it down. Anyway. Uh, okay. Textual encounter. No. I, I don't think that was that creepy. Really? Okay. Okay. I I don't know. I just... It it feels so. If it so... was like I miss like seeing your blonde silky hair out my window when I'm like, record, like when I'm crouching in the bushes, but it's like maybe they just are like, hey, hey, every time. This lovely by, you know? blonde, like hello, lovely blonde. Okay, that is a little creepy. That's the title is lovely blonde. Hello. I haven't seen you for blondes. a while. I hope you're okay. It's like I don't know. It just feels like. All right, it's a little creepy, but it's not as creepy as you made it out to be. I thought it was, I mean, the other day we read an art, uh, one where it was like you farted in Trader Joe's and I love that you fart like a Clydesdale and you're telling me that like this is like the one that's going to make me uncomfortable. No, I I didn't say the other ones. You Wait, you brought that to the table, not me. So how could I go into it saying like, oh, this is going to make you uncomfortable? No, no, that is not a fair comparison. Mm. Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, I forgot a sentence at the end. Sorry. It says, I love the way your farts smell. See? Oh, now is it creepy? Now it's a little creepier. <laughs> Not to Just shame. a little bit. <laughs> no, see, that's the thing. If it were a consensual thing, and it's, it might be eventually, but like, you don't then know. it would be fun. But I don't the, know. You weren't there. I wasn't, God, far, I wasn't there to witness judgmental. the fart. Maybe the lovely blonde walks by this person every day and farts on purpose because yeah, she, she goes, knows that this person loves it. Come down, take a sniff, take a whiff. She pushes the air. Just <laughs> <laughs> wanted to let that one sit for a sec before we continued because that was uh, that was special. That was a special moment that we just shared. Thank you for saying all those words in order. Sometimes I think like this is like public and like more or less permanent you know what i mean this podcast is like hey why don't you make your own permanent record and i'm like yeah smell my farts (gasps) i'm an adult (laughs) true though like if you ever run for office like this stuff is out there like any form of public office like people can find this and they will use it against you i know i know isn't that fun I'm, like, going to be the queen of Earth, but it's going to be more, like, in a drag queen way than in, like, a political leader way. Okay. I think then this all is acceptable, then. This will actually help your campaign, probably. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. By the way, I came up with the bet. Okay. I didn't come up with it. This girl, Lauren, that I'm friends with said it in a meeting that I was in. And I was like, that's amazing. I want that to be my drag name. Mm-hmm. But if I was a drag queen slash king, my name would be Them Fatal. 
Oh, that is good. Has that not been used before? Apparently, it's like the name of like a knight because I looked it up and it's like kind of taken. Okay. But I just love it. Like I I identify as a femme fatale, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Rick, mm-hmm. I love that. I love that too. Like, That's good. Thanks. I'm considering changing my um, Instagram name to that just for fun. I thought you were, were going to say your like, legal name. Yes. Do it. Do it now well. before we publish this episode, so that no one oh, takes it. Frick! You're so smart. Um, we are recording this like a, a, a almost two weeks early, so I think you have some time. Yeah. But I always respond to these people, these like bots that comment on my posts, being like, "We want you to be an influencer for our company," blah blah, blah with like no thanks and then an emoji, and I get dms from them now too mm-hmm. and i always say no thanks and i send an emoji i've never gotten a response so i know these are not real people i'm not gonna lie i'm ashamed to admit it the first time i got one of those i like responded like sure oh yeah me too i was like oh, i was like wow i like called my friend and i was like i'm an influencer now <laughs> yeah since then they've been there have been a lot of bots and they're always like dm our main page and it's like why yeah. wouldn't you just dm us on your thing and why would i i don't understand how the it works like i don't understand the point of it um i also i used to be a brand ambassador like by uh like that was my profession mm-hmm. which is like not what people think of now where it's like, oh, like, I'm famous, like, use my code, da-da-da. I was, like, walking around downtown Boston with a giant light-up Xfinity sign on my back, <laughs> handing out flyers and pop sockets that said Xfinity. Um, and, I need a pop like, socket. Do you have any left over? I used to have a giant box, but it's back I in bet. Boston. Sorry. Loud car. You got a loud car. I got a ticket to anywhere. Tracy Chapman is like my absolute idol. I Me love her so too. much. I just Ugh. listened to this podcast about where they talked about how, did you know like how she got famous? Like how that song became like so popular? I don't think so. Basically, she was supposed to perform during like a small early slot. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Some shat in my house today. Don't reveal what Joey's been doing. Sorry, That's not guys. Cool. Joey's We're having some relationship problems. <laughs> she shat in my house <laughs> and not in the bathroom. Oh man. Hey, um, a couple of y'all have listened to Joey's music on Spotify and followed her, and I really appreciate that. And so she. Oh yeah, so, you know, give a shout out here. She sees that. We have, Joey Nami on Spotify. What were you saying? Yeah, that that that's what I wanted you to say. Um, yeah, she has like I a have, really cool song called "Better Days." It's like about mental health stuff. It is in my um, my twenty. That song is in my my twenty twenty one playlist. Oh, really? And yeah, I listen to it all the time. And like whenever it comes up, I mean, I have like, a, and I hey, people follow that. So twenty one people. There you go. Oh, shoot. Um, That's crazy. I'm pretty Soon popular on, on, <laughs> on, uh, on Spotify. So anyway, that song's on there. And sometimes it'll pop up and I'm like, 
dang, like, who is this? Like, I forget. Like, it's like every time it's like, ooh, like, this feels so fresh and great. And then I'm like, oh, my God, it's Joey. Like, it just, it takes me, like, a moment. But it's so, so good. So, yeah, go we listen to that. We do karaoke a lot. She has, like, star quality in her voice. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just, like, as her girlfriend bragging, but, like, genuinely, like, she has such a beautiful, like, just, like, rock star voice. I don't know how to explain it. Like, and she's so, she's, like, always on pitch when we sing. And when we do karaoke, it's so funny because she's, like, oh, like, I'll do one song. And she's, like, humble. But, like, she, like, does this, like, performance and people love it. And then I'm, like, oh, don't make me sing. Here's my set. It's going to last about 45 minutes. I'm going to start with a ballad. I'm going to work my way to, like, screamo music. And then I'm going to bring it back down to something really emotional. I love uh, none it. of it's going to be in my range, and I'm going to expect a lot of attention and applause and validation. Wait, what's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I just changed it, actually. Oh, okay. From what to what? It used to be like Amy Winehouse. I would always do mm-hmm. Back to Black or Valerie. Valerie's kind of like my mm, go-to. Valerie, that's a good one. It still is. I love Amy Winehouse, but... I, in my pursuit of being a live, laugh, love girl, I've expanded my music from sad and edgy to also include Wagon Wheel, which is now my go-to karaoke song. That's such a good karaoke song. Um, Yeah, and I never hear anyone sing it. I sang Chicken Fried, which now as a vegan, I probably wouldn't do, but there's a video of me singing Chicken Fried, (gasps) like a full karaoke of me singing chicken fried please send it to me and i'll put it on art for our close friends this is if we hit a certain number maybe we should make i've been wondering how i can make some sort of goal to reach Mm. for people to actually get access to that song like to that video because i want to like i would i would share it but there'd have to be some sort of incentive you know like i need your money or something you know what i mean well, that's why I said for because it's bad. Friends. It's bad. Yeah, true. We could do it for them. So maybe subscribe. Click the perhaps, link below. Perhaps, perhaps. Maybe we'll um, make a. We'll talk business later. Never mind. What this started with something? You were talking about Tracy Wait, Chapman. We, do we have a podcast? Oh <laughs> snap! I forgot. I was talking about Tracy Chapman. Basically, Stevie Wonder was supposed to play at this show this festival and it was like this like <gasps> i did see that and i watched that live show sorry yeah it's amazing um amazing. i don't know any of the details but basically stevie wonder was like hold up i can't perform right now and tracy chapman was like i can and she sang fast car and everyone was like she just like came out was like this big you know production crowd. she just came out with like her acoustic guitar and <laughs> sang it and poncho loves tracy chapman <laughs> and uh and she came out and she sang it and she was like, and everyone was like, yeah, woo, encore. But it was like the only song that she had. So she sang it again. <laughs> I didn't know that part. That's amazing. I th- Wait, okay. So I think good. I listened to a podcast. She's so I don't so know. Maybe that's wrong. Oh, I, I would love. Do you remember what that podcast is? It was like the last episode of the podcast. Um, Fast Car by Tracy Chapman with Chris Fleming from Punch Up the Jam. It's the oh, last the episode yeah, yeah, of Punch yeah. Up the Jam. Oh, really? It's so good. Yeah, they tell the story. I definitely fudged it all up, but whatever. <laughs> I'll, and Chris I'll t- Fleming I'll is in a bunch of those episodes. And Chris Fleming, it, someone connect me to Chris Fleming. I love him. And I'm also from Boston and I'm obsessed with him and he makes me so happy. Okay. I, it'll happen. We'll make sure. We'll put. They were putting that out there. 
Liz seeking Chris Fleming to know that I love him. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Um, anyway, yeah, Tracy Chapman is amazing. Uh, and that is the end of our, I don't even know, Textual show. Encounters uh, segment. <laughs> our show. Forever. That should be. Uh, yeah, it should be. We've said I that before quit. where we should just end the show for good. We've said that before. I think I mentioned this, but like the radio host that I grew up listening to who had like the number one morning show in Boston for like mm-hmm. 35, 40 years, just like threw a hissy fit and quit on air a couple weeks ago and then came back the next day. <laughs> it was like probably it was like, was oh like, shit, my con- in my contract, I can't just quit. No, his wife talked him into it. It was Maddie in the morning. He does Kiss 108 and like... Oh my god, it's like the iHeart Radio. It's like that he's like the Ryan Seacrest of Boston, but he's like a huge staple and everybody like wow. loves and respects him. But he got so mad because he was being like a total jerk about Demi Lovato using they them pronouns. Oh. And the radio Why? station was like, "Hey, can you stop like uh, you know, invalidating someone who like has openly talked about like being suicidal and struggling with all sorts of things like their identity and like bullying them when they like also like work with us and maddie was like if i can't talk about what i want to talk about i quit and then he like stormed off the show and then he came back the next day i know such a baby and so annoying it's like people don't understand that like they're you know they can say what they want but that doesn't make them free from consequences for what they say like also Oh, that's the hill you're going to die on. Yeah, yeah. what? Who, why, how does it affect you? I, I don't understand. I don't understand how it affects anybody. Remotely negatively. Say, if anything, it affects people positively when someone of that like caliber is able to come out and say, hey, I'm using they, them pronouns. Like That is so validating, I'm sure, for so many people in such a positive way. How could that possibly be a negative thing? I do not get it. Yeah, and I just want to say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're somebody who's like, I don't get they, them pronouns, like, they're weird, they don't make sense to me, I understand a lot of people feel that way, and what you're experiencing is discomfort because this is something new, and I really encourage you to take that resistance that you're feeling and examine it and try to... Be respectful and not resentful of people who are using alternative pronouns and just give it a year and see if it makes your life harder. Because I know a lot of people who have gone into, you know, like conversations with me where I'm like, because I have a lot of friends who use they, them pronouns where I'm like, oh, my friend, they, and they're like, what? And I'm like, that's their pronouns. And they're like, oh, that's confusing. And I'm like, just listen to my story and respond using the appropriate pronouns. And I feel like within an hour, you will have no problem with it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just, you just have to sort of get over the hump. Um, and it literally saves lives because people whose pronouns are not validated and whose gender identities are not validated are significantly more likely to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And a, an example that I've read recently that someone said that they used on, um, I think it was a parent or someone who was had a similar thought process of like, I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense. Um, they said, well, let's say you're calling a restaurant and you talk to them about a reservation, then you hang up. 
And then I say, oh, what did they say? Like using they in that context. Because a lot of people say, well, you wouldn't use they for a single person. It's like, yeah, you do it all the time. It's mm-hmm. just for some reason when someone says that is how you they want to be um, addressed, it's suddenly a problem. But you would yeah. do it normally in language all the time. You just don't think about it. So the moment you start thinking about it, for a lot of people have an issue with it. But yeah, yeah. like you said, just sit on it, like examine it. I think it. a lot of it. I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it comes from just fear of making mistakes. Like I know that like my the first time I made a friend who used they them pronouns, I was like, oh no. I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to be like not good at this. And like my friend was like, that's fine. (laughs) Just try. And I was like, oh, okay. And like, if I misgendered them, I'd be like, oh, sorry. Uh, uh, uh." And they were like, it's fine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just correct. Just keep trying. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's like, I think that a lot of people have this, like it comes from like not wanting to be insensitive. But it comes across as really freaking insensitive when they're like, I don't get it. I can't do it. It makes me. Ugh. It's like that is you being afraid that you're going to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's better yeah. to do it wrong than to not do it at all. Yeah. And people definitely have a fear of being like corrected or fear of being told that what they're doing is not right. Um so yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. So because hey, I've made that mistake plenty of times. I'm okay, not pl- I, every time I've noticed it, I've like made a very conscious effort to not do it again. Um, but yeah, you know, I people make mistakes, and in my experience, every time I've made a mistake, just like you said, the response has been like, "Hey, like it's all good, but just going forward, can you work on it?" And then I said, "Yes," and then I did. It's like that simple. Yeah. <sighs> So yeah, um, where were we? <laughs> Tracy Chapman. I have no idea. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. We I think we got all the Tracy Chapman stuff out. Um, I think we're on way, way back when. Oh, nice. Yeah, Do yours that's... first. Okay, okay. So this is from this is when we read just really old shit from newspapers basically uh this is from lancaster new era is a paper from lancaster pennsylvania august 18th 1885 and this is a little bit of a a little mystery here we go the lost mine of bald mountain the legend of a lost mine has given to bald mountain in placer county colorado a fascinating interest for prospectors The tradition is that, early in the 50s, three men disappeared from an immigrant party coming over the old Gap Trail. Search for them was without avail, and they were reported dead. Whoa. Where? What? I said, whoa. Spoopy. It's a spoopy. This is getting, it's going to get spoopier. Where or how they hibernated, no one knows. But the following spring, ragged, shoeless, and totally demoralized, they filed into Michigan Bluff. Their blankets had been converted into sacks, and with them, they brought dust to the amount of $10,000 or $15,000. Spending but a single night within the confines of civilization and giving no information as to the location of their large claim, they were followed on their return trip and a few weeks later, their murdered bodies were found in one of the dreary canyons that scar the face of the desolate peak. Since then, many a man has sought this lost mine, but apparently its immunity is as certain as that 
of the treasure of Captain Kidd. What? Okay, what? Okay, what? Okay. Cool, huh? What? Cool, okay. huh? The, how did they have $10,000 in dust? Gold dust. Which... Gold dust. I assume. I assume it's a mine of something. So yeah, gold. I assume it's gold dust. Okay. Um, yeah. Apparently, yeah. Um, um. Okay. Oh, and wait. I just googled it. Bald Mountain Mine. Um. Yeah. Apparently, it's a thing. There's a mine full of gold reserves. Um, and there was a gold mining mountain company that ex- bald mountain, sorry, bald mountain gold mining company, uh, that, yeah, it apparently exists. It's a whole thing. Uh, it's in Northern Nevada, an open pit run of mine, heap leech gold mine. Well, I don't know what any of these words mean. Um, but yeah, apparently it's a whole thing and it's still in operation. Like they still are mining gold in the bald, bald mountain mine. Dang. That's yeah. pretty wild. Cool stuff, huh? Yeah. Wild. I love old, old mystery things like that. Them Fatale is not available as Is that what you're doing instead of listening to me? Got it, got it. I was listening like 8%. That's more than usual. I cannot <laughs> complain. Um, that was a wild, that was a crazy pants story. Thank you. I just made it all up. Good, good, good. Very creative. I have one that I didn't make up. Here's a little funny story that I have for you listeners. If I don't laugh, it's it's over. I'm done. It's it's not for you. Okay, I don't care how you react. This is my show. You're just living in it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have a dad which is pretty cool. He is a a good dude. And I hit him up recently. Like I'm looking at newspapers. I'm looking to like, see if we have any like family stuff up in the newspapers. Uh, spoiler alert. We really don't. Besides the fact that my dad said that the Wang YMCA is like really good. And he said that he was like, maybe exaggerating. He like was like quoted in a, newspaper being like it's a hidden gym gem in boston and he was like honestly it's not that good so i was like great my dad's a liar it's documented but he wanted me to cover this like crazy drama from 1977 that is like semi documented and semi like i think undocumented and like sort of like some insider info that i have all right Some police hope streakers will pass. This is from the Boston Globe, 1977. The on-again, off-again streaking craze, if it continues, will apparently bring reactions as unpredictable for the streakers as for unexpecting bystanders. Some greater Boston police departments have expressed only boredom or chuckled, while others have threatened full prosecution under indecent exposure or disorderly conduct laws. Most police officials agree that streaking has caused little public concern. Some believe streaking, like most fads, has run its course. In communities with heavy summer activity, however, there is a mood of caution. 
We're just hoping it's over, says Provincetown Police Chief James Mead. We get maybe 30,000 people here in the summer, and if there's any streaking, we'll take it to court. Mead said two streakers who appeared on a Provincetown wharf recently were charged with indecent exposure. Okay, now I'm getting to the juicy part, and I'm going okay. to uh, to change the name of the police chief, okay? Okay. In Cohasset, that's the town my dad grew up in, in Cohasset, a streaker who a few weeks ago motorcycled through the center of town in boots and a scarf drew only applause from gathering townspeople. I wanted to know if he was wearing a helmet, said Chief Zandy Schiefer. <laughs> if he wasn't, that would be against the law. Schiefer, who describes Cohasset as a happy town with only a couple of creeps, said he believes that if streakers are ignored by police, they will become discouraged. They want us to go and run them around town, he said. Of course, if there's an official complaint or if it gets too extreme, that will be a different story. Okay. So that's part one. The juicy bit oh, that, that my dad told bit. me okay, okay. is that there was like a specific streaker who motorcycled around town in his boots and scarf, which we mentioned. It did not always draw applause from gathering townspeople, especially because it was frequently near the high school, Cohasset High School. Mm. Um, which is like extra creepy because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. underage. Um, and the culprit was caught, and it is the police chief's son. <gasps> no. So I want to just reread really quick that little part. So in Cohasset, a streaker motorcycled through the center of town in boots and a scarf. This is this is from the streaker's father. I wanted to know if he was wearing a helmet, said Chief. If he wasn't, that would be against the law. The Chief, who describes Cohasset as a happy town with only a couple of creeps, said he believes that streakers are if streakers are ignored by police, they will become discouraged. Is that is and that's his like parenting style? It's just ignoring his kids until they 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 behave. Um, oh my god. Well, okay, when you put my name in there, I was like, that kind of is how I would respond. I'd be like, well, if he's wearing a helmet, it's okay. Like, I don't want to deal with it. Um, yeah. But now I see why the police chief, whose job it is to probably deal with that shit, isn't dealing with it. Yeah. Do, do, do you think Do you think he knew, knew it was the son, his son doing it at the time? I don't know. I think so. My dad, yeah. my, my dad made it think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised based on that. Like that response seems very like, like, oh yeah, I don't care what my son does as long as he's wearing a helmet. There's also a Boston Magazine article called Cohasset Police, the gang that couldn't shoot straight about all the like craziness with those cops back then. So, Oh man, okay. Apparently there was more problems than just a streaker. Problems with I'll tell cops you the first in, name the, of in the America? Streaker. His name was Randy. Actually, oh, he has the same name as his dad. Oh, uh, this a couple is all of public, but a couple of Randys. Couple of Randys, yeah. Two <laughs> nude know, Randys. That... No, one nude Randy and one cop Randy. Yikes! <laughs> That's a sitcom waiting to happen. Um, I I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I thanks, really dad. did enjoy that. Thanks, thanks, dad. Thanks, pops. Thanks, pops. What do I, what do I do? I call him dad too. You call him Miles. Thanks, Miles. Feels less personal. I want to call him something like that, but that's call okay. Him. Call him old man. Say thanks, old man. <laughs> Th 
Thanks, old man. Thanks for a blast from the past. What was that? The 1800s? <laughs> 1977, way back when. I, uh, I one year before that. the blizzard of 78, which is incredibly famous in New England as being was, a big old blizzard. I was going to say the same thing. Really? Nope. Oh. I was like, did it, did it reach Ohio? It was a big deal. My dad could like, Maybe. He, he was a kid. He would like jump off the roof of their house into the snow. And my mom's mom, my grandma Joyce, uh, snow, uh, not snowshoed, cross country skied to work because she was an emergency that. room nurse. So she had to go to work when everything was closed. So she cross country skied down like the empty highway. Yeah. My parents were not in Ohio back then. So they were in Germany. They were in Germany. I believe. And you were in the womb. <laughs> yep, I was born in 1979. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-huh. Alrighty. Well, 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 well. What well, well, time well. is it now? Do you have an honest ad for me? I always do. Well, not always, because sometimes you have no, one for me. But you know, know what I mean? I have one. I have one. Okay. This one is titled Alien Seeking Friendship. I literally, I was, I had that one open as like a backup in case you didn't have one. Jinx. Really? You owe me a soda. I did, we didn't say it at the same time. Can I buy you a Monster Energy instead? Still. I hear you like those. Okay. Here we go. Hi, all. I am a human seeking friendship. I've always been the type of person to have friends. I was popular in high school, I got what I wanted, and I had fun. However, a lot of those friendships turned to toxic codependency and ended badly. I now finally have a girlfriend who I love and trust, and we have a healthy relationship. However, when I left high school, I graduated when I was 16, I had a falling out with all but one of my friends. And when I got to college, the pandemic started only a semester in, so I never really got to make friends. These past two years, especially with the pandemic, have forced me to learn to be on my own and go through life without relying on others. However, I've been lonely. I have no doubt that I am lovable, and the idea of making friends exhausts me. I'm already working so damn hard. I used to have a group of people that I trusted with everything, and the thought of rebuilding that is so overwhelming. I'm scared I'll never have friends like the ones I used to. And maybe I won't. They'll just be different in their own wonderful way. Anyway, this is a human-seeking friendship. I'm almost 18, I love plants, animals, especially dogs, I'm gay, and I love to write. I am officially opening myself up to the world of friendship and allowing myself to make connections with others again, even though I am really scared of being let down. God, this is so good. Email hshconnections at gmail.com if you want to be this person's friend. I freaking do. Do we have a subject? The keyword, the subject is alien. Alien. Yes. Perfect. Um, okay. I super relate and like, I don't know if it's like a gay thing, but like in high school having like super codependent friendships that are like not great. Like, I mean, in a lot of ways, I look back on them like, wow, we were so close, but I also would never want to have a friend like that again. And I think that it sounds like Maybe you also are recognizing that. And holy butt, dude, it sucks that the pandemic happened right when you went to college. I don't even know what to I, say I, about I, that. No, I know. Me neither. Because I had a shit time in college. I made zero friends in college. 
I have some like now acquaintances who I like after the fact I look back on and I'm like they were nice to me and I you know but I wasn't ready for like a, I don't know if ready is the right word but I entered college when I was like 17 so I think you're in a similar situation um, and I wasn't ready and I had a really hard time making friends I was also super straight edge and that was a problem um, so I had a terrible time making friends didn't make any friends in all of college I had some people who cared about me but I felt like my I let my mental health get the best of me and I didn't make any like lasting friendships through it. Um, but for what it's worth, I wouldn't change a thing about, you know, my experiences. I, I, I don't regret a thing. And even though it did not go how I planned, I'm better off for it. Uh, I would say. Um, but also I didn't have to deal with all that and a pandemic. Like I can't, that's why I say I can't imagine because everything I went through was not during a global pandemic. I, that sounds so shitty. Like I've seen my little sister who just graduated high school. Um, I've seen her go through her last year of high school in a pandemic. And I'm like, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Like she's great. She's, she's better adjusted than I am, but still like you, you, you just lose your, it's like, it's like, if I, maybe I'm just being dramatic, but it's like, she lost her childhood watching that happen. Like, holy shit. Like I can't imagine my senior year of high school was so special to me and to lose all of that. I don't know, because of a pandemic, it just sounds terrible. So, yeah, I can't imagine that. It sounds terrible, but... Yeah, I, I I had mono my freshman year of college, and then I transferred after my sophomore year, and I made amazing friends at the first school that I went to in Hartford, Connecticut, and then when I transferred to Emerson in Boston, I, like, I just did not make any friends there, and I think it's actually, like, not as uncommon... I know that, like, I talk to people being like, yeah, I felt very lonely when I was at Emerson. And they're like, what? Like, you always had friends. Like, I always felt like I had no friends. And I'm like, I think a lot of us just had casual acquaintances and, Mm -hmm. like, felt like everybody else had better friends. But I think that it's awesome that you're opening yourself up to friendship. And I think that putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable is super brave and badass hell yeah that's that's huge that's a really big first step and not easy because that's that was my biggest problem was i never opened myself up to friendship and like in high in college and um and yet i didn't make any friends i didn't so that's just that was something that if i were able to take that step that you're taking i think i would have had a, a better time so i am i am impressed and i'm i'm proud of you and excited for you and where are your friends? Where are your friends? Take that. Take that. Put yeah. that in the bank. Take it that. Yeah, to the put ba- it in. Put it in the popsicle stand. Poncho's <laughs> your friend too. Um, he likes to punctuate my sentences. He said, <laughs> "Period." Yeah, that's what the youth say, right? Um, okay, I have just, you know, Give us I find stuff random. to bring us back up. Lay it on uh, me. And today I have some ASMR for you. No. <laughs> no, make it go away. Liz, and this. What is that awful sound? Yeah, unfortunately. You, no, stop it. This I can't. Is- 
half the people at least no 90 percent of the people just shut our show down and are signing a petition to take us off the air for good can i fuck she made herself the host this time for some reason now i know why i can't like mute her i can't block her i can't i'm in charge now okay that's all I have is that it? Today. Is that your? Yeah. That's the end note. Oh lordy, I'm so upset. I'm so you ruined my day. Okay, I'm. I can live with that. <laughs> that's your goal every time we record, anyway. So let's okay. chill. Whatever. Whatever is right. Um. So like, if I wanted to email the podcast, my honest ad, how would I do that? No one's listening, but I'll tell you. Um, human seeking human at gmail.com with the subject honest ad. Uh, you can write in and we will anonymously read your, um, honest ad. And if it's an ad where you're looking to connect with people, we'll do our best to connect you with people. If anyone out there writes into our other email, hshconnections at gmail.com. If you also want to reach us on social media, our Instagram and Twitter are humans at human seeking pod. And if what you'd if like to I subscribe, wanted, like, bonus content. <laughs> oh, funny you should ask. Uh, we have bonus content if you subscribe to us uh, by going How to. How much Anchor- does it cost? $5 I'm not made of money, Sandy. Getting there. Anchor.fm/slash human seeking human/slash subscribe is the link. You can also find the link below. Uh, and it's five dollars a month, four ninety nine a month. And with that, you get bonus content, and you get if you send in proof of purchase to our Instagram DMs, you get added to our Instagram close friends. And what a apparently, steal. Liz has been sharing photos of me as a as a youngin. Um, Sandy accepted my Facebook request, so now I can just go through his Facebook and put weird photos of him. True, up you can close friends. You can. I I hate it already. Um, and I'll, I will also send you more. I'll go through my mom's old photos and just send you random pictures of myself. Our our text conversation will just be full of baby pictures of me. All right. Uh, yeah. So you're welcome. Uh, the show is over now. And um, we'll see you no, next geez. week. Okay. Bye. Until then. Oh, won't let me stop the recording, please. Oh, bummer. Please, 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 for the love of God.